Welcome to Stirring Words, where health and fitness experts Kim Taylor and Judy Ulrey explore God's wisdom on wellness. Listen in now on their weekly phone conversation. Miss Kimberly, Judy, girl, it is wonderful to hear from you today. How is my sister doing? Well, I am good. I've just been catching up on some cleaning around the house and encountering items that I have not seen in years but realize I don't need them anymore. So I've been doing a lot of purging and um, just like you say, getting rid of some of the old stuff so we have room for something new. So could you come to my house and purge my house too? We could use it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a job, sister. I will tell you, I have been getting my exercise today, and housework definitely counts towards exercise. So, yeah, I've been enjoying it. And you know what's interesting about purging and cleaning is it really is cathartic, and there's an obvious correlation between our physical environment and our mental state and even our spiritual environment, where we get all clogged up with clutter that is not helpful. And, you know, whether that's food in your pantry or thoughts in your brain, it really is great to purge. Absolutely, absolutely. And I believe that the Lord doesn't want us to hold on to old things, and particularly emotionally and spiritually, because, you know, his word says that he's doing a new thing. And we see the new things that he's doing for us, so we want to be sure to get rid of the old things that he doesn't want us to continue to hold on to so we can be ready and open to receiving what he has for us today. So, sister, can I just go ahead? I just want to go ahead and open us up with a word of prayer and invite the Holy Spirit in. That'd be great. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, my goodness. Lord, I am just so excited by what you are doing in our lives in this season. We thank you that you have begun a good work in us and will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. But I must admit for myself that there are times when my eyes are trained on the things of the past and wondering, say, hey, Lord, you know, I know this is a situation that I was in in the past. Can you do a new thing in my life? And we know, Father, that you are a God who is not bound by the mistakes of yesterday, our mistakes of yesterday. We know that you are always looking for and you see the end from the beginning. And because you have done this good work in us and promised to complete it until the day of Jesus Christ, then we can have confidence that as we work out this day-to-day journey, that you already know how it's going to end up, and you already see us through the eyes of your son, Jesus Christ. And you know, Father, that you have already said that we are the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ, and we're on a journey being transformed from glory to glory and from faith to faith. So, Lord, we just thank you, Father, that you never give up on us, and therefore we should not give up on ourselves because we recognize that the excellency of the power is of you and not of us. So we thank you, Lord. We invite you into our conversation, and let us only speak the words that you have put into our hearts 
and in our minds and in our mouths. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, sister. Well, today is sort of a big, significant day because it is our last conversation around my book, Sprinkled Clean. And I want to just again thank you, Kim, for the privilege of being able to walk through some of the concepts in my book. And thank you for all of our listeners who have been walking with us in this journey. And several of you have have purchased Sprinkled Clean. And um, I have to tell you, the folks who are building the little cabin in Prescott for foster families, they thank you. So it's a big day. And what I wanted to do is encourage our listeners that, A, just because we're wrapping up Sprinkle Clean certainly doesn't mean that you and I are done doing our podcast every week. And we have lots of fun things that, in fact, before we sign off today, Kim, I'd like you to introduce our next series that's going to be very exciting. But but there is sort of a, a you know, a closure in getting done with this series. And I think there's a temptation with that that says, okay, I should be done. I should be healed. I should be good. I should be perfect. I should be eating perfectly, exercising regularly. And if you are not, if you are still sort of in the journey, which I'm sure everyone listening is, as am I with my stuff, then it's okay. And and the first thing I want to just really reinforce is that sanctification is a slow, winding road. It just doesn't happen overnight. And I want to remind our listeners of Philippians 3, 13 and 14 that says, Brothers, I'm going to say and sisters, do not consider... I do not consider that I have made it my own. This is obviously Paul. I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And Kim, isn't that exactly what we were just discussing when you just sort of threw out you're doing some spring cleaning? You are getting rid. You are purging. You are taking out, taking off the old and making room for the new. And isn't that what Paul is talking about in the letter to his letter to the Philippians? Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. Isn't that an interesting word? Straining forward. Not passively waiting, not just passively fingers crossed going, I hope I get better straining forward to what lies ahead. And and my question to our listeners is, do you doubt sometimes that you can sustain this commitment? And and all of it has all of us have ups and downs and good days and bad days, but but do you really doubt that long term you will be free of some of these temptations that seem overwhelming? Are you stuck in this I can't just because Previously, you didn't. And my challenge is that you forget what lies behind and press on toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And, you know, you have a mantra, Kim, and I hope this is exactly right. And I think it says, expect, test, and be prepared. So I I just want to encourage 
our listeners to stay the course, not by willpower, not by gritting your teeth, not by white knuckling it, not by, again, willpower, I can, I think I can, I think I can, the little train, but by God's power. When there's a misstep, confess it, bow before your Lord, ask him for forgiveness and for his strength to step out in faith again, believing that it's his power is perfected in your weakness for his glory. And don't you love that? And, and what is that verse, Kim, his power is perfected in your weakness? I don't really remember, but isn't that an interesting word also? His power is perfected, not in your strength, not in your successes, but in your weakness. And one more verse I want to just throw out for chewing on, and then I want to hear your comments. Because, Kim, I want to hear from you. I'm sure when your process, when you lost a boatload of weight, you had some ups and some downs, and it wasn't just a straight line. So, But 2 Corinthians 3.18 is a, just a, always a go-to that says, And we all with unveiled faith, beholding the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. Grasp that, folks are being transformed. That is positive. That is absolute. We all are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. This doesn't come from you. This doesn't come from your checklist. This doesn't come from the tips and tricks of dieting. This comes from the Lord who is the holiest of spirits. So it's not about trying harder. It's about surrendering more. So Kim, talk to us, if you will, about what you know about sanctification being a slow process and the ups and downs and how to just celebrate those ups and downs. Well, Judy, one of the things that I did learn on my journey, and I actually had the chest pain that, that I say the chest pain that changed my life. And it was December 3rd, 2003. And of course, back then, my focus was solely on the numbers on the scale. But what came to me as I was going through the journey was I recognized that the numbers on the scale were not as important as the relationship that I was developing with my Lord as every day I had to learn to depend upon him because of my natural flesh, my brain was still programmed to want to binge off of food. And I knew it was something I did not want to do, but I started learning that I had to rely upon the Lord to begin to change my heart and his word to change my mind so that I recognize, Lord, you know, in my flesh, I really, my flesh wants to go back to that old way of being, those old habits. But I recognize that you have promised that you want me to prosper and be in health as my soul prospers. And in those those binging episodes that I used to have, that was bondage. And I did not want to go back to that bondage. But 
on the journey, I learned to get closer and closer to the Lord as, like you said, I surrendered to him. And one of the things that I did learn, like you talked about earlier, was my one of my sayings is expect tests and be prepared. Because on this journey, it is not where there are no troubles. God didn't promise us that. But he did promise that he'll never leave us and he'll never forsake us on the journey. And when we have those stumbles, we say, okay, Lord, I messed up here. But what do you want me to learn through this so that I can take the lessons that you're teaching me and move forward? So it is a wonderful process. But one of the main things that I want our listeners to know is that even though we have goals of physical transformation and physical change, the real prize is what happens in our relationship with the Lord during the journey we go grow closer to him, which is the essence of life itself. I think you better say that again, Tim. Say that I one say, more time, that it's not about just the weight loss. Mm-mm. Not about the weight loss, not about obtaining a particular size, but it is about the relationship that we develop in the Lord as we walk with him through this journey day by day. And in that way, he gets the glory, not us, because we know that we can accomplish far more with him than we ever could without him. So why do we so easily forget that? We think we've got to do, we've got to produce, we've got to be a certain way or do a certain thing. And it's not about us. You know, I go back to his power is perfected in our weakness. That's right. His strength is. And, and it's, again, it's about his glory because the flesh naturally wants to magnify and glorify and justify itself. But as we walk in the spirit, we recognize that it's about magnifying the Lord. It's about glorify him and his wonderful character in that way we live for something that's greater than ourselves and it makes the journey so much more meaningful when we recognize that the journey is all about God's glory and building our relationship with him I can never hear that enough right for his glory Mm -hmm. you know and given for his glory We had a conversation last week that I just have to revisit because when we think about how can you sustain this commitment, how can you stay on track, there is really no better way to stay on track than to support someone else. And we talked last week about put on people, if you missed that. Um, I'd encourage you to go back and listen, but let me remind our listeners of Hebrews 10, 24 and 25 that says, let us consider how to stir one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Kim, in all of my years of promoting health and wellness, I have seen again and again and again that those who try to fly solo, those who try to 
dye it sort of in secret in hoping that someone will notice, fail. Mm-hmm. If this was easy, if this was natural, you would have had those habits in place by now. It's not. It's difficult. It is transformation. It is going absolutely against the flesh. And I'm going to say something pretty bold right now, Kim, but I'm just going to say it. If any of you are listeners, if you are walking this path alone, you are being selfish and you are being disobedient. God calls us to walk together, Kim. God calls us to support one another. And we are to support one another both spiritually, but physically and emotionally. And you cited Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 10, and 12, which talks about two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. I mean, this is, this should be the diet verse, right? This should be the food and fitness verse passage. Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 10, and 12. But woe to him is alone when he falls, for he has not another to lift him up. And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, think about you're out. Think about you're after church and donuts are dangling. Though a man might prevail against one if you're trying to just white knuckle it and and stay away from the donuts on your own. If you have a buddy, two will withstand them. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So I just have to say, this is a little bit of an unabashed commercial, but I do it with such passion. I want Sprinkled Clean to be a small group curriculum. When I wrote it, Kim, the visual and the vision and the the intention was that it be done in the context of a small group. If anyone out there has purchased it and is going through it and is enjoying it, bless you. It was not done. It was not written to be done alone. It is riddled with questions, deeply probing questions that I want. I envision a small group sharing together. So up until now, the 1995 donation that goes to this cabin that's being built for foster families. And that's all on my website, Holy Health Club. That is for two people because I wanted it to be done with a buddy. Through May, that is for your small group. So whatever the size of your small group, if you're involved in a small group, pay your 1995 donation. I'll send you the electronic copies. And please give it to everyone in your small group. I want this work to be done in the context of a small group, and I want churches and church bodies, church families to be transformed together. Mm-hmm. So I want you, Kim, to share again, and I know we discussed this last week, but I'm just so passionate about it, what you have seen in your Take Back Your Temple group in terms of success through support. Well, Judy, and I just want to also, before I do share that, is encourage all our listeners, if you have not 
purchase your copy of Sprinkle Clean, please do so because Judy put her heart and passion into that work. And it is truly a Holy Spirit inspired work and you will be blessed. But um, getting back to getting to the question that Judy asked me about the Take Back Your Temple support, I always think about the scripture that says, um, it's Proverbs eleven twenty five, and it says, the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters others will also himself be watered. And I cannot tell you how many times in the group where someone will share a challenge that they are going through. And they may feel like they are the only person who has ever felt that way or ever had that struggle. But then someone else will come along and post behind it and say, wow, I thought I was the only one. Um, and, and they encourage the person who posted to say, I'm so grateful for your transparency. And see, so often on this journey as Christians, we might think that we have to have it all together. But we are all being transformed into the image of Jesus Christ, and we're not, we don't have it all together yet. And that's the issue right there, it's yet. (laughs) And the Lord has committed to this good work. But we also are called to share the journey with other people and encourage one another. Because someday our Savior is coming back for us. It's not like we're just hanging out here. And we want to take as many of our Christian sisters and brothers with us as we can. Not only supporting one another in our health goals, but also in the larger picture of finishing well in the Lord. So, yes, absolutely, Judy, in our community, in our Take Back Your Temple community, we are all stronger together. And that's one of the principles that I do emphasize is that we are stronger together and to be transparent because you never know how your words are going to impact someone else for the better. So thank you, sister, for giving that me that opportunity to speak to that. Well, and given that concept of doing life together, both spiritually and physically and emotionally, I end Sprinkled Clean, and I end our podcast series with a challenge to the church. One of the things I mentioned really very early on in the book is a study that was done by a doctor by the name of Scott Stoll, he did, it was a study that he did in conjunction with the Duke School of Divinity, and he mentioned this study in his book that's simply entitled Alive, which is a great book, Alive, Scott Stoll, S-T-O-L-L, but he shared some statistics that were literally mind-boggling. He said 70% of Americans are overweight or obese. That's breathtaking. 70% of Americans are either overweight or obese, but it gets worse. He says 76% of evangelical Christians are overweight or obese. And 76% of evangelical Pastors are overweight 
or OB. And Kim, I don't cite those statistics in judgment. I cite those statistics with profound sadness because here's what Dr. Stoll says. As Christians begin to lose their health, they become focused on their own lives, pain, diseases, and sufferings, which leaves them less able to focus on the needs around them. The ability to rise up and go forth to see and meet the needs around us is greatly diminished, and the living, active church slowly dies from within. Wow. We cannot be a light on the hill, Kim, when we are not physically shining. When you look at these statistics, what it says to me is our food and fitness habits are no different than the world. One of the things I also discuss at length in Sprinkle Clean is Moses and his call for we as Christ followers to be distinct. We're not physically distinct, Kim. We look very much like the world. And that just makes me sad because of all the health complications and emotional complications that come along with it, including, you know, the impact on your energy, your attitude, your ability to be a light to the world. So what about these statistics, Kim, and how long are we, the body of Christ, going to just close our eyes to this issue? Why, why is it taboo to bring up the fact that two-thirds of the congregation is headed for a, a physical cliff? I mean, you would think that we would want to encourage one another so that we can subdue the inevitable disease and pain and heartache that's coming. But but why? It's like, oh, we can't talk about that. Like, you got to tell me why, Kim. Shouldn't we be stirring one another to love and good works? So if we surrendered our hearts to these food idols, if we kept quit serving donuts and brownies after every church service, what if we began to turn the tide on disease in the church? And what if there was a, what if there was a, an, you know, news flash in a decade that says, Johnson Woods Foundation has just done a study and it's astounding and it says that there has been plummeting of obesity within the evangelical community. Why is the church seeing such success in their weight loss and their fitness and in, in grabbing a hold of a strong and vibrant physical well-being? And then people would go, how did you do it? And you say, God did it for his yeah. glory. Mm-hmm. So talk to and me, sister. This makes me crazy. Well, don't let it make you crazy, sister. <laughs> don't let it, I, I, I'll say it again. Don't let it make you crazy. Because what you're doing by and what we're doing to Sterling, Stirring Words is we are stirring up the church to obtain everything that God wants us to have. And part of that is 
prospering and being in health as our soul prospers. But I think people sometimes get confused in that they have these messages from the world. And one of the things that I had read, and this has been many years ago, and it was a Christian, supposed Christian weight loss book. But the message that I received from the author was not a biblical message. Pretty much the idea that thinness is next to godliness. So, and yes, and and then it is dicey. And then there was another statement in another book, and this again many years ago, and 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 hopefully the author has changed her thoughts since then. But it was the statement that said that if you see an overweight Christian, you're seeing someone who is not walking with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so I see too. Yes, it is. And see, that is where we ourselves need to be sensitive because we cannot look at someone's appearance and say that that is a commentary on their spiritual state. Now, I will say for myself that back when I was obese, that I had emotional issues within myself. That's what was that. That's what I was going through. And I know that God is not up in heaven with a scale or a tape measure fretting about what number your scale says. But what he does care about is he cares about the spiritual fruit that we bear. And in my case, my health habits were taking away my peace. And we know Mm. that the fruit of God's spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So what was happening with me in the binging was I was not exercising self-control and my habits were taking away my peace and my joy. That is the level where God wants to meet us at that level on the heart issues, not so much about the um, outside size, but what is going on in your heart that may be contributing to your outward results. So we cannot look at one another and say, because that person is obese, that means they are not walking with the Lord. But God himself is more concerned about the heart issue. So this goes back to us as Christian sisters and brothers. If we know that there is a person who's within our circle who's struggling in this area, then we do want to support them. We do want to show loving kindness. We do want to exercise support for them. But the one thing that we have to be conscious of is, like I said, there's been so many messages of condemnation. And I believe it's the devil. Because we know he comes not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But God himself came that we might have life and have it in abundance. And part of life is to connect with him on this journey journey in which these habits are taking away our peace, taking away our joy. We don't want that. God does not want that. 
But we have to just say to ourselves, Lord, I'm putting this matter in your hands and support one another as God deals with that heart issue. Because that is the real core of the matter, Judy. It's not about the food and it's not even about the exercise. It is about the heart of the matter and saying to ourselves that we want to live the abundant life that God desires that we have. But we cannot if we are um, nurturing habits that take away our health, that bring all these diseases, that make us self-focused so we don't have the energy to share the gospel with other people. So I know I said a lot there, but it really is issue that we have to address with love and compassion and support those who are struggling because the struggle is real. I always say this, the struggle is real, but the struggle is also right because we are doing this for a righteous cause. I love that phrase, Kim. You have said that before, and I think that is so profoundly true. The struggle is real, but it's also right. Mm -hmm. All of us have issues. Again, if you've read Sprinkle Clean, you know mine isn't really food and fitness, but it's my mouth. So if if it wasn't your food and fitness, it'd be something else. So it's just your particular thorn in the flesh. But all of us are being cleansed from glory to glory for his glory. And so celebrate the fact that we have a God who loves us so much that he is intimately acquainted with our ways and wants us to become sanctified that we might, that we might have that abundant life, even a glimmer of it here on earth. So what I'd like to do is challenge our listeners to talk about these issues within their church. Mm-hmm. Some really specific things. I, I'd like to encourage everybody to commit to exhort one other person physically as well as personally, as well as spiritually. So there's somebody who would like to, who would be encouraged by being encouraged by you. So commit to uplifting them, to stirring them, to love and good works and healthy foods and moving regularly. Take 10 minutes, if any of you are involved in a small group, take 10 minutes at every small group meeting to invite the members to share their physical concerns and aspirations and intentions as well as their spiritual. You know, again, we we get in small group and we're talking about what's going on in our lives and our work and our this or that, but how many people share their food and fitness aspirations, their physical aspirations. And then begin a conversation at your church about the after-service snack. I'm just betting that 99.9% of those listening who attend a church, afterwards there are snacks that aren't very helpful. Mm -hmm. And so I'd encourage you to to go and just talk to your church leaders and say, look, can can we add at least some things that are more healthy? And then um, consider the amazing opportunity for ministry to start a food and fitness support group at your church, but inviting non-Christians. This could be the way that they have their eyes open to the fact that Jesus loves them, that Jesus died for them, that Jesus wants to heal them, and that their only hope for being healed physically is by surrender to Jesus 
the Christ. So that's the other sort of vision that I've had for Sprinkle Clean is not only that it be a small group curriculum, but it be a curriculum where we invite non-believers to show them the love of Christ. That is what mm-hmm. Sprinkled Clean and what Stirring Words and what Take Back Your Temple is all about. It's about Jesus the Christ, our Savior, and what he has done for us and what he wants to do for us in the physical realm as well. So the, the final challenge is to encourage everyone to memorize and remember 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20, which has been a pillar. It's always sort of came a pillar for you and I, and it reads, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. That is such a profound phrase. You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Final comments, Miss Kim. Yes, and Judy, I love that scripture because that really is the basis of take back your temple. <laughs> I know that scripture by heart, but it it is a profound truth to recognize that this body does not belong to us, that we are just managers of this body. But our real aim is to glorify God in our body and our spirit. And the scripture tells us which belongs to him. It mentions it twice. (laughs) So God, he's committed to this good work that he started in us. But we ourselves is about surrendering. And I'll say it again. It's about building that relationship with him day by day as he works out the victory in us from glory to glory and faith to faith. Amen, sister. And on that note, I want to just remind our listeners about the resources that at least Kim and I can offer. It's TakeBackYourTemple.com for ongoing support and encouragement. I have HolyHealthClub.com with tons of videos and stuff like that. And um, there's another great website called Live Well by Grace. And she's just a sweet one who has a blog that you might enjoy. And then I wanted to share before I do our closing prayer. I, Kim, I don't even know if I've shared this with you. I'm actually taking a class this summer that is through CCEF, Christian Counseling Education Federation. And I don't know that I'm going to become a a food counselor, a food coach. I don't know. But the point is, if I do, I want it to be based in the word and I want it to be you know, similar to your program and Sprinkle Clean, it's all about the heart, not a diet. And I know that part of this class, I am going to need to coach someone to actually do several weeks. I don't even know how many weeks of coaching with someone. So if there's anybody out there who would like to do that, you can email me at info, I-N-F-O, info at holyhealthclub.com. I'll probably ask for a donation to some great charity because that's what I like to do, and I don't even know how much that is. But shoot me an email. We can talk about it, and um, that would be fun. And then unless you have any other comments, Kim, I'd like to close us with just by praying Jude 24 and 25. But did you have any final comments before I do that? 
Um, the only other comment that I have is just to let let our listeners know that our next series is going to be based on my book, which is God's Word is Food. And it's based on Job chapter 23, verse 12, which is, he says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. And back when I was struggling with emotional eating and I read that scripture, I had to ask myself, do I treasure God's word more than I treasure food? And at that time, my answer was no. So God challenged me for 90 days to read his word and meditate on his word as much or more than my physical food so that I can nurture myself on spiritual food. So that's what we're going to be covering. The next series that we're going to do here on Stirring Words is based on my book, God's Word is Food. And I have thoroughly enjoyed Sprinkle Clean, Judy. So um, I'm just so thankful to you for availing yourself and giving us a lot of spiritual food to feed on these last several weeks. So, yes, sister, please, let's close in prayer. Well, and I cannot wait for that series because I was reading Psalm 139 and just this morning and oh my goodness, his word is just so fulfilling and filling yes. and fulfilling. So I look forward to your series. So I just want to pray over you who are listening to this right now. Anyone out there who is following stirring words, who has listened to this session, who follows us regularly, who is in the journey, who is in that slow, slow, slow process of sanctification. I pray Jude 24 and 25 over you. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now, and forever. Amen. Amen, sister. Oh, what a powerhouse word to end on. So I have thoroughly enjoyed this series. I know that there have been many who have heard it and who are being blessed by Sprinkled Clean even as we speak. So thank you, Lord. Continue to be glorified in this good work. It is so fun to do this with you, Kim, so I can't wait to chat with you next week. Okay, sister. Well, you have a wonderful week yourself. God bless you and love you. Love you back. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Stirring Words. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss a session. And please tell your friends about us. If you'd like to dig deeper into this week's message, you can reach Kim at TakeBackYourTemple.com and Judy at HolyHealthClub.com. Until next week, may you be stirred by God's transformative word. Thank you.